When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. This is a special bonus episode this week of Everything Iconic with two very special guests. Now, if you want the Housewives recaps, there's a separate episode where I break down Real Houses of New Jersey, the premiere, and Real Houses of Orange County, and a little summer house, so you can listen to that, or last week's Salt Lake City recap. But for now, I have two guests. One is Chriselle from Selling Sunset on Netflix. She has a new book out called Under Construction, which you can pick up, I believe it's out next week. Uh, Chriselle talks about all sorts of stuff from the show and her book and all sorts of great stuff. She's an angel. She's a lovely angel. And then after Chriselle, we'll have a quick commercial break and then a chat with Ronan Rubenstein, who's from 911 Lone Star on Fox. He plays one half of Tarlos, which is the gay couple on that show. And Ronan's got new music out. He's a lovely human being. He's also openly bisexual. So we talk about uh, representation in media, and it's a wonderful conversation. So I hope you'll stick around and listen to my chat with Ronan. As always, I will put these up on the YouTube channel. You can go to youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one to view them. Go like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. You can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Pre-order my book. It's out March 8th. There's links in the episode description for all of this stuff. And I will leave you all with these two chats. Thank you to Acast. And please enjoy my chat with Chriselle, and then stick around for my chat with Ronan Rubenstein from 911 Lone Star. Looking good. I put on this jacket. I don't know if I like the jacket. No? You want to take it off before you start? No, because underneath the jacket is worse. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm so excited. We have the lovely, the talented... The beautiful, the stunning Chriselle. Of course, we all know you from Selling Sunset. You have a new book called Under Construction. I love this title. Chriselle, how are you today? Hi, I'm so good. Thank you. Wow, wow, that was a very lovely introduction. Thank you, Danny. Well, I uh, am welcoming you back to Everything Iconic. You recently moved into a new place too. What's it? What's it like getting your own place? I mean, how exciting is it for you to buy and and all that stuff? I, everything that goes along with it. I I mean, it's been a dream come true because it's just, I mean, this is, I mean, I always imagined I would do it at some point, but I couldn't have a, I mean, I just love this home so much. And I think my long-term goal is to just, you know, be a hermit, work from home and just enjoy the home. So I'm just kind of building to that trajectory. I I just, I love it. It's so peaceful, feels really safe and um, it's got a good a good vibe going on here. So, well, I'm endlessly fascinated by the housing market now after going through the process because it took Matt and I about a year to find anything that we liked. And it seems like it was the worst time to look for houses. Is it going to get better? Like, what, what are you, what's your forecast? Yeah. I mean, that was tough too because, um, you know, at the time, you know, you'll get, you know, sometimes 
20 offers right away on something that hit the market. It all depends on what, what the home is. I will say, I'll make this quick for people that don't care about this. uh, No, we care about it, Chriselle. I'm fascinated by everyone's fascinated by this stuff. The interest rates are slowly ticking up, which will cool the market a little bit, which will kind of even it out right now. It's obviously a seller's market, but that's going to kind of start to balance out just a little bit because also you can look at crypto in the market. They're all the market's a little stagnant, crypto is down. So these things, they inform you know, the real estate market. So I think that we are seeing a little bit of balance, like slowly starting to happen. Um, and so you know, uh, I feel like it's one of those things where it's still a really hot market. I don't want to say that it's not. But I think that you know, for those people that are on the other side of you know, trying to find something and they can't, you know, your time is coming. And if you're looking to sell, do it right now. Okay. Interesting. You sort of lost me at crypto. I still don't really understand crypto, but I'm going to learn one of these days. I'm not in crypto. I only know the bare minimum because sometimes it informs the market. Right. Now your book. Okay. How exciting was it? And and also probably very nerve wracking because on Selling Sunset, we see very little portion of your life. We see some of your work life, a little bit of your personal life uh, in regards to your relationship with the other women or dating. But uh, were you nervous to kind of go into your own life? Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. I, I, I always am whatever the format is. And so when I started writing the book, I was like, you know what, let me just write it and then and just do it for my own self. And then if there are stories, and that happened a couple times where um, I remember my sister being like, Mm, I feel like uh, you might want to take that part out. And I'm like, but mom would think that's funny. And it, you know, and and she was like, yeah, but it's illegal. So I feel like you might want to. So every once in a while, there were a couple of things that, you know, even though it was nice for me to write down all these memories and things, then I, then I had to go back through and be like, okay, wait a minute, let me, but I really did feel like it was nice to open up and it was nice to kind of give a bigger context to, you know, the craziness that has been where I started, where I'm at, all the things that I'm so grateful for, but also, you know, things that I think kind of form you and and make you get to a place where even when you're completely down, you're not out because you know how this goes. You've done it a few times, you know? Uh, I'm fascinated by how Netflix, because I follow a lot of these reality shows. I have lots of reality people on here, but there's something different that happens with Netflix because it is worldwide, I think, where I see the reach you all have and how suddenly that reach expands. And and I was kind of wondering what that transition was like when you realize like, holy shit, there's so many people now that are interested in my work life and my love life. And it seemed like with Selling Sunset, it happened really quickly because it was like it dropped. And I kind of saw it on Netflix. I was like, what is, what's this show? Like, this is another one of those shows that we're just going to forget in a minute. But it really had legs. And like, now I'm obsessed with it. Like, I, I obsessed with Selling Sunset. But what was that shift like? You know, it definitely was a transition. I think we all kind of, you know, the way even just the simple things like social media, like things that, you know, I used to talk as if, you know, I'm talking to my friends in the living room. And and when your following grows, you know, there's, you could basically say this rainbow is so beautiful and people be like, oh my gosh, you know, how come you're not talking about things that matter and, or whatever, something will always upset someone. And I know, you know, this. Um, and so that transition of figuring out, and, and starting to learn to cherry pick 
you know, what you're willing to put out there and what you're not just because you still want to enjoy your life. And and as much as I want to be that person that I think is really made for reality TV, which is the person that doesn't care, they put it all out there, they want to be famous. You know, that's not the place I'm coming from. I I wanted, you know, I grew up wanting to be on soaps and then I I fell into real estate as a backup plan because I got fired. And so and I and I grew up, you know, wanting to fit in. So looking for that acceptance, it, it doesn't make for an easy transition to kind of, you know, be like, screw it. I don't care what you guys think of me. But it's been a process of learning that where you really have to enjoy your life. You really have to get to a point where, you know, of course, you you can't please everyone as long as the people in your life that really matter are happy and you're, you know, a good friend or whatever sister to them, then that's really what matters. And then you can really enjoy the process and and let that stuff roll off your back. But it was a transition for sure. Krisha, I know I tweeted you this, but I want you to do a Christmas movie, like a Hallmark Netflix, like one of the holiday films. Are, is that happening? Like I need it to happen. I feel like you'd be so good because you're so like, we all love you. And I just feel like you are perfect for that genre. I would actually really love that a lot. Um, I, I, I have put some building blocks in place. Hopefully that's something that can happen in the future. But, you know, I definitely had a couple ideas and I'm like, well, now that I have, you know, people actually listen to what I say, which is so weird. I'm like, okay, let's, I'd love to, yeah, pitch you a few of my ideas. So it's still super early and, but I would love for that to happen. So thank you. Yeah. I need it desperately. Um, okay, so I I hate to ask, but I gotta at least like kind of skirt over the issue. What what can you tell me about the love life? Like, what's going on? What can you tell me about? You were with the Jason, who I was very attracted to those little guys. I find them very hot. But what uh, what happened there? What can you talk about, or what do you want? I, you probably don't want to talk about any of it. But what happened? There? No, I mean honestly, I have to say, like this is the one situation where it's not so hard to talk about. Like. It, I've dealt with things in the past where it's super sensitive and it's uncomfortable. And this isn't the case. I That other one I, you're talking about, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well this is, I still, we love each other so much and we still support each other so much. And of course there was a transition to find that and get back to that when everyone's still sensitive about things, because you go into it, you know, and, and I think we both hope that, you know, it, it would have ended differently, but I think it's still a success. The fact that we can find our way back to, you know, just really being really supportive of each other. And that I know is the case. So, you know, um, just because it doesn't end with us riding off into the sunset, I don't think you have to count that as a failure. So I think it's one of those things where, you know, now I know what I want and I, unfortunately time is not on my side. So I have to, you know, I don't have the luxury to sit around and, you know, think about it, you know? So I think that's actually pushed me to, you know, get back out there a little bit. I, I mean, so we'll see what happens, but um, I definitely am in a space where whether I have the ending that I had in my head or not, I do want a family. And so we'll see how that happens. But um, for right now, I'm keeping an open mind and I'm open to all options. What I find so fascinating, not just about that, but a lot of the stories as it relates to the book, it's like this, you seem to be someone who's so able to take control of your own narrative, which is such a good lesson, I think, for us all. And it's certainly something I have to remind myself of, of like, know what you want and go after what you want and don't sort of do what maybe other people think you need to do. And so I think that's the beautiful lesson there. 
Uh, I think that's in the book of, you know, I did it the other way for a while until I realized that was not working. And so that's hopefully, yeah, one of the takeaways of, you know, thank you for saying that because that was one of the things I had to learn along the way. What uh, are you guys filming another season? Did you already film the next season? When is it coming? I need it. That's a million questions. I just finished my, my last interview. Season five is in the can. Um, of course they have to, you know, now, you know, do some work in the edit and that kind of stuff, but it will not be, obviously there was a huge wait between three and four. Um, the wait between four and five is going to be a quicker turnaround. So it won't be that I can't say when, and I don't even know myself, but I do know that we're looking at like early next year. Okay. And all this stuff with your relationship. Oh, sorry. It's 2022. I'm yeah, sorry. What year is it? We're no. talking, I'm, I mean, okay. like early this year, my bad. Okay. So, well, so the relationship stuff, is that in the show? Are we going to see that? It is. Yeah. And it, I think it's going to be one of those things, you know, it'll be bittersweet, but I think it's, we've talked about this. I think, you know, it's one of those things that we were saying we should watch it together. You know, we live this process together and, you know, it will be a little hard to watch, but it will be better if we know like, okay, let's, you know, it's going to be out there for the world. Like let's support each other through this. We, you know, we kind of, you have to put it out there for, you know, I wouldn't be on the show and I wouldn't have all these things and these successes to be grateful for if I didn't have to be vulnerable with my life in a way. And so I'm hoping that people just see that, you know, in the moment, this is what it was and that's, it changes, you know, so... I love that. Chriselle, we're all just so rooting for you. I mean, after that one season with that other guy, we don't, we won't say his name. It's like Voldemort here, but he made me so mad. And I just was like, we, I just want the best for you. I certainly do. Whatever that means for you. That's what we want. Um, What's, what's happening with the Christine of it all? Is she back for next season? Yeah, we actually filmed uh, four and five back to back and we just, uh, we just wrapped up. So yes, she's definitely a huge part of five. You guys are going to get your whole fill and some oh answers God. to questions that were left on at the end of four. So you'll get a lot of closure. Yeah. Cause I think there's all these questions about like what was going on. And it seemed like I kind of thought she was going to go head the spinoff. Like that was my takeaway at the end of the season was like, Oh, Christine's going to go head that because no one was getting along with her. The whole cast seemed to dislike this person. Um, but so she's back. Interesting. I mean, I I do think it's a situation where, you know, if that opportunity presented itself, I'm I'm sure she'd be the first person to be like, peace out, bitches, you know, clearly. Um, But that being said, if that's not the case, I think everybody can agree at least on if even if we can't get along. But this is a great show and a great opportunity. So try and focus on the things that we can agree on, which is the success of the show and hopefully, Mm -hmm. you know, be able to work through that because at the end of the day, this is something that doesn't happen all the time. You know, we definitely struck something special here. And I think it kind of gives us a motivation to like, okay, let's maybe try and figure this out a little bit. It's the best show ever. (laughs) I love it. But was there a part of the story that we were missing with Christine last season, like something that was going on sort of behind, because it was confusing, I think, to the viewer a little bit of like, why do the, why does everyone hate each other so much? And I, I think I know the answer to this, but what, what was it? Yeah. So I think the, the concept of the show, they really wanted to just show us as realtors. And so they wanted to lean away from anything that we have now become these personalities. 
outside of the show. They don't want to talk about that. They just, and so obviously, as you know, with re- with reality TV, it's always best when you start to um, embrace that and kind of, you know, our audience is smart. And so when we filmed for, we were kind of trying to not talk that, you know, they didn't want to address certain things. So it was a, a I was at a disadvantage because I can't give the context. I can, but they're not going to use it. And so it's hard when things happen off camera that they don't want to discuss. And then you show up on camera and you just look like a, a bitter jerk when these things we can't discuss. And of course, you know, so it, it does. I would appreciate if, you know, I think the show, the more real, the better. Um, but, you know, it. I'm not in charge of those calls. I don't know how to. But yes, there was there was some context that was left out as far as, you know, we go, we go away, we do press, we, we have these uh, lives sometimes when we're not filming and things happen behind the scenes. Um, And so that's what had happened in my case, um, the riff with Christine and I, and it ended up being something that the show didn't want to cover because of, you know, the implications and all of how it could then make it even worse. Um, You know, and I think the show wants to, you know, keep itself in a position of, you know, they, they don't want people to just get into a place where then they quit, you know, cause mm-hmm. you know, so I think it's a balance of, of keeping everybody happy and, you know, uh, is there a chance that the two of you could become like a dynamic duo or is that ship sailed? I do believe that ship has sailed, but I would be open to, you know, um, if if everyone agreed to play fair and play by, you know, regular rules, then I would be open to, you know, because I think the viewers, you know, I, I I don't like to watch, you know, there were certain parts of the season. I it was too stressful, it gave me too much anxiety. And even if I wasn't me as a viewer, I would I feel like I would feel that way. So I, I think it would be nice if we could somehow come to a place where, you know, we could in a funny way or in a at least lighthearted way, you know, get back to where we can at least integrate a little better. That would be nice. You know, with uh, The Hills, which I know your creator was the same creator of The Hills. And I remember at the end there with Heidi and Elsie, it's like, we all, we wanted them to just make up and, and even regardless of whose side you're on, you're like, oh, I just kind of want them to do one scene where they just come together. And I think they did one or two, but it, yeah, I don't know. That's my hope and dream. Even though I'm firmly on Team Chriselle, you know that. I love you. Well, I will say, so we filmed four and five back to back. So there wasn't that break where you kind of get to breathe and you kind of get to see how people handle, you know, press in different situations. So it is always, you know, and my hope is, you know, when we, if we come back and do this all over again, that we've, everybody's had some time to decompress. So I can't promise that, um, you know, what I'm yeah, yeah. saying now, yeah, what we've already filmed is what you're going to see in five, but that is my hope going forward. Oh, I need it. I need it. Uh, Chriselle, I want to get back to the book under construction. So what were you most scared about revealing or what made you feel the most vulnerable of that? You're so maybe a little bit nervous for people to pick up and read, or what is that for this book? You know, I think, you know, initially I remember giving my drafts and then coming back, we need more about, you know, the, the topics that I'm uncomfortable because I'm always afraid with relationships. And obviously, you know, I've been through a divorce and I understand this is something that people really connected with me about in the first place. And so I wanted to come from a place of somebody that's 
not so much the person, but that aspect of completely losing who you are and having to figure out it all over again and start over. But of course, you know, it's one of those issues where you have to give context and you have to say certain things. So I think my biggest fear easily is, you know, those clickbait headlines and you don't give the context or you just say the one, you know, so that that's my biggest fear. Cause that's never my goal to come out and, you know, say, or do something that, you know, reopens wounds or rehashes something, but just to try and come from a place of context of this is a life lesson. And this is, you know, some stuff that, you know, gives some context to what was going on. Um, but of course, you know, it is the, the nature of the beast that, you know, of course that you're going to get those clickbait things. I hate that part. No, I know. I noticed that when I have people on the show, because sometimes someone will say something which in the longer form interview is not very juicy or or might be like a little blip. But then when it's the headline, it's like, oh man, that's way more intense. It's not like the person was sitting there talking about that person for an hour or whatever it is. But uh, yeah. Right. Uh, I, and I think it, it must be a delicate balance for you because there was so much juiciness in this book and and great information and stuff about your life. It was so, so good. So I think you did strike the right balance, but I'd imagine that was really challenging of like, you know, you'd love to tell all these stories about the ex or this per- this woman or that person or whoever, and to try to get that balance, which I thought you just did a, a great job. So, so that's exciting. I think people are, are going to really love it. Um, I really thank you because you're one of the first people that I'm talking to that read the book. So thank you for saying that because, you know, I wanted it to, I want you to leave the, you know, it's such a, it's, I'm, I'm, my mind is blown that someone's going to sit down and take their time to read that. And so I want it to be a pleasurable experience. I want them to leave feeling motivated or inspired or happy or laugh. You know, of course we go to those deep places and those deep moments, but that is not, you know, the takeaway I want people to leave with. So I'm glad. Well, and I think what my favorite part about it is you have such a warm spirit. Every time I've, I've gotten a chance to talk to you, you're, you're so warm hearted and, and that shines through, I think even on, on your show. Uh, But it, you feel that reading it. It's just like, it's almost this extra quality to it that I think um, is, is great. Is great. You, but I, but I know people are going to be, they're going to say like, Oh, is that about that person? Or is this, what's this about? <laughs> I know. I know. Yes, there definitely will be. I'm sure. Yeah. that. But I just need to know, are you able to listen to me anymore? Anymore? Are you? I like, love, Mandy we love Mandy. We love it. Yeah. I she's the best. Mandy. She's the sweetest. Her voice is angelic. I absolutely adore her. Um, I have some questions from people that uh, wrote in. I know that you're, let's see, somebody asked about days of our lives. Caitlin Patterson wants to know, uh, would you be open to coming, coming back? The devil came back to possess Marlena and was resurrecting the dead. So now would be the perfect time. So would you do it? So here's what I have to say. I always come from a place of, yes, I know there's that place where it's like, oh, now all of a sudden you're, you're too cool to do certain things. That is never going to be me. I loved soaps. That was my first love. And I have a lot of fun doing it. So it's one of those things that if if they wanted me and I can figure it out with my schedule, I every single time, you know, even the last time I came back and I was dead, but I was playing, you know, my brother's guilty conscious. I absolutely oh, I love that, that sentence you just said. 
I love that whole sentence. That whole sentence you just said. I was dead, but I was playing my brother's guilty conscience. Like that's the best, (laughs) best thing I've ever heard. So who would say no to that? I mean, I know, I know. Well, that's one of the things that I love about media now is I I think people dip in and out. Something opened up too when when we started seeing like Nicole Kidman on TV and Reese Witherspoon. It's like now people are dipping their toes in all sorts of places, and I I love that. Um. Scott uh, wants to know, you're a Big Brother fan. Would you ever do Celebrity Big Brother? Would you do another reality show? I, you know, I am such a fan of it. And and it is one of those things where it's like, oh, it's so tempting because I just want to play the game. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I remember when, when they announced it, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, but I, my, they did the first time I remember having that conversation with, you know, they asked if that's something I wanted to do this time. Um, they told me it wouldn't be a good idea because we have too much stuff scheduling wise going on and you have to lit. The one thing that I wouldn't love is you have to share a bathroom with everyone. Yeah. I don't like that. That, that would be weird. But the game itself, honestly, if, if we were in an alternate universe, I would love to, I, I did Netflix reality games and uh, of the floor is lava. I love games and I love stuff like that. So a part of me is a little sad that I'm, that I'm not. Right. Uh, the OC spinoff. Will you appear in the OC spinoff? I actually won't. They're filming it now. Um, but you know how it goes. Um, I, I'm not, I, I have a lot of work to do. So if they wanted yeah, to you know, sign a check, I'll, I'll be there. But they, yeah. they were just like, no, yeah, come on over. And I, you know, so. Oh, so they wanted you to do it for free. <laughs> Chriselle, wait, what? <laughs> well, you know, like there's yeah. a, of course we could interact and, and, and be part of it. If we, you know, there are events that are happening, but I just think this is part of what I, what I address in the book where I used to be in a place where I'm just happy to be there. And then you have to get to a place where, okay, you have to get over that poor mindset where it's like, okay, no, I, I need to be, you have to be paid as well and happy to be there. So I'm not yeah. saying anything about that, but you know, it's a separate show. So that's- but it's all work and it's all work. And people need to know that if you're being expected to work, then you also should be compensated for work. It's a, it's a thing that I think in the entertainment industry, I noticed this a lot too, where it's like, you're kind of just because you're, you're so happy to be in certain places that you are expected to just say yes to anything. And then it's a lot of time and money yeah. and or a lot of time and commitment for no money. And it's, it's not, it's not okay. That's not okay. So there uh, will be some people that are crossing over and, you know, and, but I don't have a legit, a listing that would have organically brought me there. I would have put time and effort into building that if we were going to do something, but no. Right. Um, Amanda Lynn wants to know, there are some articles that are saying like, oh, Chriselle was the real bully of the season, which I do not believe is true. How do you, how does that stuff make you feel? Because it must be frustrating that you can't respond to every single one of these blogs or, or posts or things like that. Yeah, no, I get that. And I, and I think that there are times watching it where it is uncomfortable, where all of a sudden it has shifted and everyone is, you know, it's everyone against one person, but that's where the context is lack is lacking where, you know, there are so many things that so many people were so fed up with, and we'd already tried these one-on-one conversations, but, you know, I get that. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm, 
I, I like to hear the feedback because I watch the show and I always try and think like where I could do better. You know, the cameras are, are there and they're turning up the heat and they're making everything a little, you know, they're poking and prodding and then they're catching you at your worst moments. And then you have to then share it months later with the world. So there are going to be times that I know I could have done better or that I'm not proud of, you know? And so that's one of the things where I can understand where that might be somebody's takeaway. And then there are people that have dealt with people like that before that have a little more of the bigger scope con, you know, context. And they, you know, you do get to a place where you're just fed up and you're, you know, and so I think I can see where people see it from both sides. I think it's informed by your own life experiences. Mm -hmm. It's the best show ever. That moment, it was just playing in my head when I think it was Mary who at the dog party, she like lost it. And I loved it. (laughs) I I loved that. I loved it. Um, Okay. Chriselle, anything else you want to clear up, whether it be from the book, from the show, from anything you want to let listeners and fans of, of you and the show know? Um, This has nothing to do with it, but I did appreciate that you, I'm a huge new kids on the block fan. And I just learned from your Instagram, the words to want to give it to you, Jordan Knight as well. I didn't know that. Shocking. No, shocking. Yeah. Um, Wait, Chriselle, like what, if you were building the dream man, like what would it, what would it look like? Physical, like taking out even the the other stuff, like physical. (laughs) I know most people would ask you the opposite of like, what's, what are the traits you're looking for? But I want to know, like looks wise. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, tall, dark and handsome is, is one of those things, but that doesn't, you know, when you, with Jason, obviously that doesn't exactly fit, but it's, it's always the heart and it's always the connection that matters most in the end. But if you're just talking about walking into a bar, who's going to catch my eye, it's always going to be tall, dark and handsome. So I, are you dating now? Is anyone on, is, is it just like, I, I'm, you know what? I'm actually, I'm having a party and I have a friend that's like, oh, I'm going to invite a few people that for you to meet. So I was, I don't know that that's called dating, but I'm, you know, maybe if it, maybe it will lead to that. So we'll see. So, you know, I don't, I might've messaged you this and, I, and I'm sorry if it was creepy, but I had in my head, this fantasy of like you wish with Josh Dumel, because I know you were doing like this soap opera thing together. And I'm like, oh my God, they'd be so hot together. But I think he's just newly engaged or something. So it's not happening, but in no my head. Actors. No actors. Oh yeah. Actors are the worst, aren't they? Yeah. you can. I, I'm looking for someone outside of entertainment if possible. It's hard because I live in Los Angeles and these are the people I end up meeting, but that would be ideal. No, actors are the worst. I agree. Um, <laughs> Chriselle, I love you so much. We need everyone to pick up under construction. To me, also, by the way, it's coming out right before Valentine's Day. And I just feel like it's a great like February read. Like It's so much fun, but you learn a lot. There's so much heart and your warm spirit shines through. So I want everyone to pick up under construction. Look how great she looks on the cover. Chriselle, thank you so much for taking the time. Danny, thank you so much. You are the best. Bye. Bye. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but 
migrating is going to be a headache. But Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash everything iconic. I'm very excited. We have Ronan, who a lot of you might know from 911 Lone Star on Fox. Ronan, how are you doing today? I'm very, very good. I'm, I'm good. How are you? Thank you for I'm, having me. I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm admittedly a little behind on my 911. So I'm in a different space than where the show is currently. Uh, but I'm going to be asking you about what's coming up. I'm super excited about that. Uh, first, though, I want to talk about you came out as bisexual, which I'm sure you must get asked this all the time last year in April. And you said it was largely because of the show. And I'm curious uh, how it's been since. What's the response been like uh, within the LGBTQ community? Welcome. Thank you. Thanks, man. I think to say amazing would be like a massive understatement. It's been nothing but extremely welcome and extremely supportive and um, understanding, you know, which is it's interesting because I, I never, I never doubted that, you know, at least the majority of people would be really sweet and amazing and, and, um, and, and helpful through all of this. Um, it was more of sort of the people that I grew up with and where I came from. That was sort of my biggest concern. Where are you uh, from? I'm from Staten Island, New York. Okay. Um, so a pretty conservative Island. Um, so, yeah, uh, but, you know, that actually ended up being a really pleasant surprise as well. Um, so once that sort of cleared up and it wasn't easy at first, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest, but I think once that cleared up, it made everything a bit easier and I felt like I could breathe. Um, and, you know, it, it was really nice to hear messages from like my oldest friends who I honestly did not think they would be the most supportive. And they were the ones that actually wrote me like the most heartfelt, 
incredible stuff. Um, so that was really beautiful. Um, but as, 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 um, as for like the people and like the masses, it's been unbelievable. Um, I talk to people multiple times a day from all over the world about what my coming out story has done for them and whether it has, you know, given them the confidence to come out or, or, or just be comfortable in their own skin and not necessarily feel like they need to come out to, you know, their family or friends or the world. Um, I think just the first step of being comfortable with yourself and then the rest sort of will follow. Um, so that's been really amazing, especially cause you know, it, it varies. It's not just like young kids that are reaching out. It's like older people and older men, older women um, from, you know, Slovakia all the way to, you know, California. So when you're on a network show that reaches so many people yeah, and, and it's pretty amazing that your show has a lot of LGBTQ actors on screen and seemingly behind the scenes as well. And, I think it's pretty rare in the network space, even today. And, and that's a, a, a lot of what drew me to the show initially. It's, it's so amazing to get to see out characters uh, on a network procedural. I think it's, it's pretty revolutionary in weird ways and it shouldn't be. I wish we weren't saying that, but yeah. it's pretty yeah, cool. And you know, that, that always starts with our creator, you know, Ryan Murphy and Tim Minear, you know, they've been, trailblazers you know especially ryan they've been trailblazers for for the lgbtq plus community for probably nearly 20 something years now you know um i'm I'm actually funny enough watching nip tuck right now for the first time and there are storylines in 2003 that would be probably edgy or you know challenging today and you know, the fact that he started from day one and pretty much set a precedent and was like, this is what I stand for. And these are the stories that I'm going to tell, take it or leave it. And luckily, the most major studios in the world have been taking it and they're massive successes and they're reaching such a massive um, scope of people that, you know, people that may have never thought they would see themselves on on screen, especially network television are finally seeing themselves and yeah. that reach is truly remarkable. And, you know, you, you also have to give props to the studio on the network, you know, for, for taking a risk um, because a lot of people still think it's a risk, which is ridiculous, but it's crazy. Yeah. You know, we clearly see that there's an audience, which means that there's a market. And I think it's beautiful that we can finally tell these stories and for it to not be like, you know, edgy or, or, or for it not to have to only be on like HBO or, or Showtime, you know, it's, it's crazy that it's on your local Fox channel, which is saying a lot. Was there anything in my own experience? I remember sneaking certain shows. So when I was like in high school, I remember sneaking queer as folk, which was a Showtime show. And, uh, I come from a very conservative Ohio family and, uh, yeah, I was so scared. And, and again, that's why representation is so important because not only for the person watching at home, the kid who's maybe afraid to come out, but also for the other people around to see that it's a, a, a normal life. I, I remember watching Brothers and Sisters with my mom and it starred your TV dad, Rob Lowe. And there was a gay couple on there and it was so incredibly important for my parents and my mom to see a healthy normal gay relationship uh, on a, a network show like that. And 
it's just so important. So was there anything that you snuck around and watched? Or, I mean, this might be kind of a crazy question, but did you ever watch something and, and kind of feel like you wanted to come out or, or maybe does that so make there's, sense? There's, there's two, there's sort of when I was younger and more modern time, I think when I was younger, Frank Ocean for me is like one of the most important artists of our generation. And, and, and specifically for me too, um, He's sort of the first, I guess, cultural icon that sort of played with the idea that he was bisexual. And I never really saw that on screen. So I resonated with him in in that sense. Um, I remember when the song Chanel came out and I was like, oh, my God, is this him coming out? And I I think that's been confirmed. Um, But. So that was sort of my little secret for myself. You know, um, a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, Frank Ocean, his music. And I'm like, yeah, 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 his music. You know, but he meant so much more to me than that. And and I think uh, more recently, I think when I saw Moonlight, uh, that movie shook me up. Um, I think I watched it like six times. And I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, it's a brilliant movie, but it's like, why are you watching it so many times? You know, it's such a tragic, difficult film to to watch. And I think the younger characters I sort of resonated with, of like, you know, it, it is very much a secret in a community where it's not really accepted, you know. And um, I, I, I can relate to that a lot of sort of where I came from. You know, I came from a really tough place where you had to be this like, tough macho man and we would get into street fights and like you know getting girls was like an objective and like you know we hung around with the wrong crews and and for someone to even insinuate that someone might be gay or bisexual or attracted to men like you would truly get your ass kicked like brutally and like the f-word was thrown around all the time you know so like growing in that growing up in that environment as a kid it's terrifying you know, you really have to like push down any um, feeling that you have come up. And so that was really weird, man, for me growing up. And it wasn't until I started acting that I was actually introduced to more people of the community. You know, I didn't even know that there was an LGBTQ community until I was like, I don't know, maybe 19 or 20 when I started like leaving Staten Island and started hanging out in the West Village, you know, and my mind was blown and my world was so massive all of a sudden and i felt so welcomed and um so that sort of world for me was my way of like keeping it to myself you know it's like my parents were like where are you going i i wouldn't necessarily say i was going to the west village i would say you know i was just i was going to the city um so yeah that was sort of my experience with that kind of stuff well, you know, before we got on here i was thinking about all the questions i wanted to ask you and i was imagining you're doing this uh, brilliant work on 911 Lone Star and thank you. And you must be very excited to talk about it and then oftentimes I'm sure interviewers are asking you about this coming out and so I just want to say thank you on behalf of the kids who were like myself who are in these areas who maybe they still don't feel comfortable uh being bisexual or being uh, out or who they are in any sense. I think it it's still so important for people to tell these stories and and where they come from and what they've learned from and grown from. And, and so thank you, even though I'm sure it must get frustrating for you sometimes to always have to talk about it. 
No, uh, first of all, I, I really appreciate that. Second of all, I don't think the word frustrated would ever go along with what's been going on. Um, I'm, I'm in no place or form to, to be frustrated with people wanting to talk about it. You know, I mean, whenever you come out to the masses and you have a platform, I mean, you're almost asking it. You're almost asking for it in a way. So, you know, I, I, I expected this sort of um, reception. And I, I think the more I talk about it, the more people I could reach, you know, and um, especially because there's people from all over the world that are either listening to what I'm talking about or reading what I'm talking about and then obviously watching the show. So I think if me talking about it often is going to help people, then, uh, I mean, of course I'm going to do it. You know, it's, it's not like, Oh, can we not talk about it? Let's talk about the show. Um, I think at this point it come, it kind of comes with the territory and it's, um, it's kind of an honor to be able to sort of be a voice for, for the bisexual community and, and just, and just to support the LGBTQ plus community um, as much as we can, because I mean, we clearly see what's going on in the country and around the world. We need as much support as possible. Um, So I I never feel that like there's never a sense of frustration, but there's still Um, such a stigma attached uh, to bisexual, especially when it comes to men. And I, I'm so grateful. There's people like you talking about it because we need that. It's so interesting because, because the, the people that resonate as, as being bisexual, they, they make up, the highest percentage of the LGBTQ plus community. And you would think there would be more support or more people speaking out or more stories being told since it does make up such a massive percentage, you know? Um, And I still today, like I I don't see as much characters who are bisexual as, as I would like. Um, And maybe that's something that I could start maybe pushing or, you know, sort of, speaking out against because even in like older, older stuff, which is only like five to 10 years old. It's like, if, if we see a character who's either female or male, and let's say she's, she cheats on her husband with a woman, all of a sudden, like they strictly call her lesbian, you know, or vice versa. Like there's net, they never give us the option or even write the option of like, maybe she's bisexual. Maybe he's bisexual. Like it's very common. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's that aspect of it that I guess that's frustrating. I I would say that's, that's the frustrating aspect. Um, but who knows, maybe, you know, maybe the louder I am, the the more, the more things could happen. What are your going forward? What are some dreams? Do you have dream roles? Are there dream projects? Like what, what are you hoping to do next? (sighs) Well, funny enough, like, in less than 48 hours, I'm launching uh, my band, which is... I was going to ask you about the song. I love the song, but from what I've heard. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so that's that's really crazy because that's a whole different um, sort of world. And it's so personal because there's, let's say, five people involved instead of hundreds. And it's like, it feels very much like your baby. And, you know, I write the lyrics and I sing. So it's it's very intimate and personal to me. But people are really excited about it. So that's, that's really reassuring. But I think from maybe touching on what we spoke, you know, there's, there's a lot of, I think it's even before the golden age of acting, like before the fifties, there's a lot of actors who are secretly 
very bisexual and they were out in their, let's say in their circles, but publicly, you know, we can never talk about it. And now more and more there's stories coming out. Like uh, uh, the most famous one that I know so far is Gary Cooper, who was like John Wayne before there was John Wayne. And he is very publicly now known to be bisexual. And he was this like six foot five leading man cowboy who was always supposed to get the girl. And then we find out that he was like one of the first bisexual actors in Hollywood um, to sort of be comfortable with it, at least amongst his peers. So there's stories like that that are circulating. Not to interrupt you, but I just learned about Marlon Brando. Are you familiar with his story? I didn't know. So I I had uh, gotten a chance to see an advance of that Pam and Tommy show um, that's going to be on Hulu, which was phenomenal. I, I, I loved it, obsessed with it. But there's one quick line where they mentioned something about this, this picture or video of Marlon Brando. And so I started doing some digging and there was like a, there was an image of Marlon Brando with a penis in his mouth. And it's uh, alleged to be true. People can look it up if they want to learn a little bit about this, but it's Marlon Brando, who everyone thinks of as sort of stereotypical masculine, who was allegedly, we, you know, there's, is still some confusion with I mean, I don't know how if you he labeled see, himself, but I don't know if you can see the guy behind me, but James Dean was known to be with a lot of men as well, you know, and again, he was the, you know, the leading man that was supposed to get the girl. So I think there, the fact that there's still such a stigma about it. Um, and, you know, there are so many brilliant stories that we probably don't know about yet. Um, but, you know, all we need to do is just, is look for it. Um, and I think if we look hard enough, I think we'll find them like the, like the whole, the, the Gary Cooper stories blew my mind. I mean, he was literally like Clint Eastwood and Bruce Wayne before they, they were alive. Um, so there's, there's a lot of stories to be told and, um, you know, it would be something that I'm very, very interested in. Okay. So you would play the Gary Cooper. Would you do that? If we, I would, I would, okay, yeah, I let's would make that happen. I mean, I would love to, um, you know, I would probably need like eight inch stilts, but um, he's he's very tall. Look, if but, Tom um, Cruise can play Jack Reacher, we can make that happen. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would definitely I would definitely want to play Gary Cooper. Um, what's I'm switching gears pretty quickly. What's Rob Lowe like? Because I love Robert Lowe, but I hope he's is he nice. Do we like him? He's a man that has been doing this for so long. I think it's like second nature to him and um, he's very professional. He comes to set. He wants to work. He wants to work well. Um, and then he wants to go home to his family. Um, I think one big thing that maybe not a lot of people know is that he's a very devoted family man. And I think because he's been in the limelight and so busy for nearly 40 years, I think he's, really trying to um, uh, sort of enjoy as much time with his family as he can, Um, especially because his boys are like my age and, you know, they're very independent and um, he's uh, he's very devoted to his family. So he comes in, does his work and then he's out. (laughs) I get that. I get that. Uh, What's to come for your character on 911? What's going on with Tarlos? Do you watch all the videos and stuff? The two of you, your characters have all these me- like video memes and all sorts of stuff online. Like it's wild. There's, 
Uh, there is so much, Danny, that since since our first trailer dropped in 20, what was that, 2019, I guess? No, 20, yeah, 2019. And it's us barging into the apartment making out. I mean, from that moment on, Tarlos turned into this like monster marketing thing. Um, so it's been unbelievable. Uh, there, there's too many videos and memes and gifs to try to, to catch up on. Uh, but I see a lot of it. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those crazy people that reads comments. And um, that's a mistake, really, Ronan. That's a mistake. Well, what are you doing? I would say 99%. They're all people, good, though. Really, yeah, for- really amazing, actually. And it also makes me um, aware of, you know, the really, really vile people that I could just quickly block. And, um, you know, we, we don't want that kind of energy um, when we're doing something so so wonderful. But in terms of the Tarlos relationship, I do feel like they're all 99% really, everyone's just excited to have this relationship on screen and everyone loves watching the two of you together. You have great chemistry. 99.8%. It's unbelievable. Um, Especially now, because, you know, we threw a massive U-turn in this season and we... um, we broke up off screen. So people are trying to figure out why do we break up? Are we going to get back together? And on top of all that, I'm now in a coma and Carlos is, he's by my bedside. Um, not knowing if I'll live or not. Um, okay. But you're living, right? You're not leaving the show, right? Spoiler alert. I live. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're living. And then will you, you guys will get back together too. I think I was reading something about like, they're going to be together. So you, can you confirm that you're confirm it for us i i all i can confirm is that i really hope so um but i don't know when or where or how if that happens okay uh what else do we have to look forward to for the season what can you tell me anything you could spoil nothing that i could spoil but i have been um talking about that this season the writers specifically to my near blessed me with the most unbelievable storyline um and it's a episode a little further down the road um which we shot already uh and it's my proudest work to date um especially as tk um but it was the most challenging mentally and physically work i've ever done in my life and um it is such a gift uh to be able to do something like that um and it is so not procedural network television um we really are changing things up this season and i think just elevating everything across the board um so that i'm really looking forward to that was truly something special uh ryan murphy's known for sort of using his actors in so many different projects well i know you appeared in american horror stories Mm-hmm. Will you be doing more of that or or is there other stuff you're doing with with him? I sure hope so. I mean, it all happens so mysteriously. I mean, with American Horror Stories, the spinoff, he literally called me out of nowhere and was like, hey, are you uh, are you busy in two weeks? And I was like, nope. He's like, right, I got a cool role for you. And I was like, where do I sign? <laughs> and it and it literally happened just like that. Um, so you know the the cool thing with Ryan is that he'll call you if if he if he has something for you um so we'll see 
I like that. Um, okay. I ask all of my guests these next two questions. They're sort of cheesy pop culture questions, but uh, what's your favorite Mariah Carey song? And then also, if you were choosing for People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? So Mariah Carey song is the one with Buster Rhymes. Baby, if you give it to me, me I can do that song was on repeat when I was younger, for sure. Um, and then if I had to choose People's Sexiest Man Alive, um, I think I got to go with Leonardo DiCaprio, which um, has he been? He's been Sexiest Man Alive, right? I feel like he must have around. I feel like back in the day he was, right? With Titanic? I feel like he... I feel like he has to. And I think the sexiest thing about that man is what he's doing for the planet. And um, if we had more Leos, I think we'd be in a better place right now with the the world. Um, But obviously... He's still very good looking and his work is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm into like the older Leo too. I know a lot of people like when he was, but I, I like the, like, he's sort of morphing into Jack Nicholson and I find it in a sexy way. I'm Ooh. into it. Yeah. I like it. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Tell us about the music, anything else you want to plug. So the music, it's my, my debut as a band. We're called Nights in Stereo. Um, and we are debuting our first single, Open Door, this Friday at 12 a.m. on Spotify. Um, and it's, uh, it's something that we've been working on since um, the heat of the pandemic in 2020. And we're finally able to um, release music. And uh, it's with and my the preview. Is good. The preview is good. I'm not to interrupt yeah. you, but like I, I was sort of pressing play and I was like, oh, this won't be good. And then it, I was like, oh my God, it's good. 
And then we just released 15 more seconds today so people could get a little bit more of a taste of the music. Um, but it's, it's literally me and my two dear friends. And um, we hope to continue putting out music. And then eventually, the you know, if we could play in front of people, that's sort of the ultimate goal. And uh, it's something that we are really excited about. And we, we are really proud of. I think it sounds pretty damn good. So exciting. Well, congratulations on all of your success. I look forward to seeing more. And it was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Thank Roman. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, my first and last name. Very there simple. Go, Ronan Rubinstein. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a great day, Ronan. Thank Thanks, you. Danny.